here we go, here we go. Another Dominion Sonship live coming to you. Thank you for joining us again. And um, I have been before the Lord on um, wanting to, uh, I don't know if it's the word teach. I think it's better to impart that you'll catch it as I demonstrate the meditation of the Word of God. We have been now for a long while. Oh, actually, this is what the Minion Sonship is, the teaching of the Word of God. And so but we have been just really majoring on the power of the Word of God and then went a little deeper into the epinosis that is that revealed, the revealed knowledge of God, the very mysteries to God that are unveiled to us in Christ that, that we have been now given access to and not just to know, but to walk out. And so the epinosis was that, uh, moment where we are participating with the word of God, where we engaging with the word of God, where we have become one with the word of God, uh, where our movement, our movement as we move on earth in terms of the direction of our life. It's really the word guiding and directing us as we follow after our good shepherd. Who is our good shepherd? Jesus is our good shepherd. Who is the word of God? And so it's been uh, over months now of learning this teaching. And, and, um, I'm not sure of your experiences in being among, um, fellow believers, Christians, and uh, maybe potentially a Bible study. And um, and there's a reading of Bible passages, and, um, and then there's a reading of Bible passages. And there's just some that when they read the verses, they become alive. And then there's others that they read the verses, and it's, it can't really glean out of that moment. And so... Or in other situations where you are conversing with a sister or brother in Christ and you are talking about the word of God, of course, and you're expressing your heart that the word has brought forth a particular revelation. And then they respond with like, yes, and add another verse, another verse. And before you know it, you, you there is just a dryness to the conversation and, and that which you wanted to express as a revelation, really something came against it, but it's like, how did it come against it when it was verses being quoted back? And so we know about, of course, mental ascent, um, a form of studying the Bible that is crammed into your mental ability and normally memorization aids with it. I'm not against the memorization of the word of God, but it is just the very beginning. It is the very beginning of this process that we really want to land on the meditation of the word of God. And so many, um, many have, because they can, they can uh, quote some verses they have become comfortable in just quoting verses. And so we are living in an hour where just Bible quotations are really not fully sufficient. We're living in an hour where there's great intensity, and in this intensity, you have to be equipped to respond in the right manner. And that is the equipping of the Holy Spirit. 
that without a functioning of the Holy Spirit, where you have been meditating the Word of God and where you have been for a season really stewing in, in this life of His Word. And we read that one particular devotion that I had come across, the highest form of, of knowledge is epinosis, and the writer had broken it down through Three levels. The first is Gnosko, where you just come into the kingdom of God. You have the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you move into Ido, which is an awareness. It's kind of like you're now in the body of Christ and the Holy Ghost is turning the switch on and you see everything that you have, that you're an heir and co-heir in Christ. And you, 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 you recognize that there is a divine nature and then you just Situate yourself deeper in the Word of God and then move into this epinosis knowledge where you, you, you through the meditation of the Word are becoming transformed into a reality that is of God. And so it is very important to, when you read the Bible, well, first of all, read the Bible, but when you read the Bible, situate yourself in the living stream of the Word of God. Don't rush through it. I mean, reading plans are good, a good start. But there comes a moment where you have to unhinge from the plan, so to say, and situate yourself in his plan for your life. And so a reading plan, especially in the beginning, is of vital importance because it has to bring a discipline of reading the word daily. Do you eat daily? Do you have breakfast, lunch, all the snacks in between and dinner? Well, the word of God is our ultimate bread that we are to break daily and be nourished by. This is the strength of our life. And so, I mean, I, you know, I listen to the messages I teach. Of course I do. And and my prayer is that I be heard right. Or actually maybe better is that the Holy Ghost through me would communicate and impart truth to another. That this would not be just another message. Yes, okay. Oh, the verses. Yes, okay. Let's wait for next message. Because we believe that anytime there is divine utterance, I want to yield to. I wouldn't be doing this if I don't believe I'm yielding to his decree for my life. That we, we, we want to have an ear that is tender to perceive the movement of the Spirit. The way Paul said, I come to you to the Corinthians to impart a spiritual gift. And so this meditation of the Word of God is of utmost importance in this hour. It is like revisiting your most favorite verses and just, just stilling yourself. Be still and know that His Word is God. Be still and know that He is your Lord. Be still and know that He has a plan for your life. And as you unveil the words by leafing the words, there is a divine plan that is being unveiled to you. And it comes through a relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
Where do you start? Pick up your Bible. Pick up your Bible. And so I love deep messages, and I love messages that make you go, wow, I've never seen that. But at the end of the day, did you allow the Holy Ghost to, to use that wow message to bring forth a shift? A divine alignment with his plan and purpose that you be the wow of God now to another. Have you allowed him to cultivate a passion, a passion for truth? Right before we started, right before we started, I, I believe it was me, I asked the question, so what are you expecting out of this message? And, and then it was a kind of like a funny little moment to realign our thoughts on the message. And, and one said a boost, another one an inspiration. The youngest, the youngest said, the word of God. And it was a, it was a sweet little moment. And um, what are we seeking today? The word of God. What did the wise men seek? They followed the star seeking whom? The word of God. The king of the Jews is the word of God. That a child, a child was born, but a son, Messiah was given. The word of God became flesh. Who do we seek today? Who are we seeking when we read the Bible? Is it a little prayer answer? Okay, I'm going to be really good to God today, and I'm going to show him how much I love him. I'm going to read Philippians chapter 3, and I'll add even chapter 4. And then you do your little reading, finally, my brethren, and you finish with chapter 4. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all, amen. And you just get up and you feel so good. And there's value in it. Anytime you're in the word, there's a power of God to transform you. But you have to incline yourself unto his saying. And this inclination and this situating of oneself in the word of God is meditation. It is a mulling over. It is musing over the word of God. What is amused today? Let it be the word of God. What is your fascination today? Let it be the word of God. What stirs you up and cheers you up? Let it be the word of God. And God knows how to bring the right moments, right circumstance to give a beautiful life to you. But you already have it in Christ. And really, as you delight in his way, which is his word, as you delight in his will, which is his word, as you delight in his desire, which is his word, he, he now, he, he is opening places. For you to walk in that are marvelous. Yes, at any moment, we can naturally survey our life and we can always think something can change. And at that moment, if I focus my gaze on that which I think needs to change or hasn't changed yet, what am I doing? I'm meditating a problem. And before you know it, I get myself disgruntled very fast. Forgetting what God has done for me. Forgetting what 
love God has towards me, forgetting that it's not over, buddy. This is just the beginning of a glorious existence with God. And so don't give up, don't quit, and don't rush through the moment of your time in the Word. And so I want to, I want to go to Philippians chapter 4. Paul writes, Paul writes, and you know, this is how Paul lived because this is Philippians. This is Philippians that he wrote in jail in a most unpleasant, cruel place. He writes to you and me. And most of us most likely will not experience that kind of a circumstance of despicable natural circumstance. Despicable to natural man, no way out, stuck, damned. And yet Paul, by the power of the Holy Ghost, the one that says rejoice always, and again I say rejoice, are you rejoicing because you're brand new creation? Are you rejoicing because you're God's? Are you rejoicing that he'll never leave you nor forsake you? Are you rejoicing that if he be for you, who can be against you? Are you rejoicing that you're one with your Father and you have been given access into mysteries that you can immerse yourself and dive in and live out of this divine reality and cast out torment and rebuke fear and walk above every earthly circumstance the way Paul demonstrates to us in his writing in his manner of life he says follow me as they follow after Christ so let's follow Paul here in verse 8, he says, finally, brethren, after writing about Christ's coming, this roping divinity, humbling himself, taking on flesh, the word became flesh to rescue you and me. And that there will be a reckoning at the end of the moment of all existence here. That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of our Heavenly Father. It is exactly how it will be. It's exactly how it will be. That on its own gives me glory and makes me rejoice. There are all this momentary persecution, whatever you call it, unpleasant moment means absolutely nothing in the light of his glory. Actually, the word says it is working for you and for me. So be excited. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, what do we meditate? What do we think about? Where do your thoughts go? Is it always running out? Is it always unloved? I don't know. I don't know what, what the normal bondage thoughts are to many. I just don't want to engage with those kind of thoughts. I want to engage with the living word of Christ. Because participation is required. 
Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, and you can look those up in the Strong's Concordance, they're edifying things. Whatever things are lovely, lovely, lovely things. And you know, by my own personal moments, I like pretty things. I like pretty things. And, and I have pictures of flowers on my phone. <laughs> and I look at flowers. I look at pretty things. Behold the beauty of the Lord. Behold the beautiful things that God has given to you. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are, are, oh, kittens too. I like looking at little kittens playing. Yeah, lovely. They're lovely to me. Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Meditate on these things. Think upon these things. Ponder that which is praiseworthy, not that which is fearful, not that which is of a bad report, not the evil condition or the state of the world, whatever you, you wanted to call it. It's coming to naught. Why will you be mesmerized by something that's coming to naught when you have a glorious salvation? And so the meditation of the word of God makes you pause and consider that which is right. Makes you pause and it changes your mind. Oh, I, you know, you come across people say, no, I'm just negative by nature. Or I'm sarcastic by nature. Or I'm this, I, I, I'm like, it's not working well for you. You're miserable by nature, and really all of us, all of us in the flesh are miserable. <laughs> it's nothing good in the flesh. Counts for nothing. Why would it take your identity from the flesh that you ought to what? Reckon dead. But you see, there is a militancy in one's thought. There has to be a militancy in one's thought. There has to be a discipline. There has to be a discipline in how, in how we perceive things. We're not to be like the Gentiles seeking after those things. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? Woe is me. Don't have enough. Don't have enough. Don't have enough. Don't have enough. Not enough clothes. Not enough food. Don't have enough. I'm running out. I'm running out. But... Uh, Jesus in, 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 in Matthew says, don't be like the heathens saying, what are you saying? You're saying it's coming from the meditation of your heart. And then you come across a lovely group of people that they've learned to clean their language. And so they're saying to the natural ear, seems good. When you get a little closer, full of unbelief, full of doubt, Full of torment. It's not right. When we have this power of the word of God to make every crooked thought straight. And there is absolutely no condemnation. 
There is absolutely no condemnation in this word. He said, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. He sees it's about the saving of your soul now, the renewing of your mind. And there's only one way you do it. By the word of God, you sit in there, you sit in there. You sit and you meditate these good things. And we know what the good thing is. We looked at it last time in 2 Timothy. Most of last week's message was in 2 Timothy. Let's go there. In verse 3. 3 verse 14. That we must continue in these things which you have learned and have been assured of. That's what meditation does. It makes you continue to abide. It's not just for the one time hearing. Faith comes how? Through the hearing and the hearing. A layering of hearing. A layering of hearing. A layering of hearing. And that's why in Romans 1, just stay in, in 2 Timothy. But Romans 1, that's this how we finished last week's message. Verse 16, that we're not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jews first and for the Greek. For in it, in the gospel, that's why we continue in this power of the gospel. In it, in it is the righteousness of God revealed how? From faith to faith. And faith comes through the hearing and the hearing of the word of God. And so if it's from faith to faith, there's a lot of hearing happening. But it's the hearing of faith. It is the hearing of faith where you incline your heart to his saying. You incline your ear to his lovely words. And that's how we live. We live by faith. And if we live by faith, there's a lot of hearing that is happening, that is keeping us. And the way it's keeping us is as we continue to hear. And not be forgetful in that which we hear. To walk away and forget what we heard. And so then I need one more message. And so we are to continue. In the scriptures that, that, uh, here is referring to Timothy, of course, but we can, we can, we can glean from this, but from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. Why? Because right here, Paul tells Timothy that he's to stir up that gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. But right before that, it's regarding in verse five, when I call to remember the genuine Genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. I'm persuaded is also in you. And so he has a heritage of these holy scriptures, of, of having an understanding. And so that wasn't sufficient. He was to continue. He's to continue in it. And so then, so now in, in verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration. So when he says meditate, those things that are good. Now, everything inspired by God is good. His word is good. It's profitable to us for doctrine. He says those things that are noble, that are of good report, the word of God is profitable to us. It does us good. He you know how. 
because it transforms us into his image. It is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, entire, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You are to continue. You continue in the word. You continue in the abiding of the word of God. You continue in the mulling of if he's for me, who can be against me? That as he is, so am I here now. That he, while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. When I did not know him, he loved me. You know, just, just that on his own. To have it running through your, your consciousness all the time. I am loved. While I was yet a sinner, he died so that now I can receive this Gift of righteousness by which I can reign in life through the one Jesus Christ that I have been now given dominion. Do you see what it does me? Do you see how when I start the message, it's like I'm, I'm breaking ground. I'm, I'm leaning to hear which way he wants to go. And there as I ponder his lead, it, it thrills me, it lights me up. It, and this is what the word of God does. There's no higher experience in God than the Holy Ghost revealing truth to you. This is the purest form of adoration towards our Heavenly Father to receive of His Word, which is His nature, which is His life, which is His love, which is His light, which is His justice. It's good for all, for reproof, for correction, your life, for everything, instruction and righteousness, to equip us that we lack nothing, that we lack nothing, that we lack nothing. And we see someone who did not lack anything after their hero, after their hero was taken up to the mountain and died. Who is that? Who was that? Joshua, Joshua, do you know, actually, go towards Joshua 1, but do you know, do you know that we are called in the army of God now? Do you know that we are soldiers for Christ? Do you know that we are in a warfare right now, engaged? In 2 Timothy chapter 2, I believe, yes, in verse 3, Paul writes to Timothy, the same Timothy, that Paul said, that God through Paul said to Timothy, continue in these holy scriptures. Though you think you know them, and yes, he says he did know them. But there's more. There's that becoming. There's that becoming. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, with the world, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So he's saying, because you are a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not to entangle yourself. 
You engage in warfare and you have to entangle yourself with this worldly life because there is a call. You've been enlisted. And so what are you to engage in? What are you to entangle in? The word of God. You tangle with the word of God. You entangle yourself with the word of God. And this is what God told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. You know, Moses is dead. And God is telling Joshua, you're next in line. In verse 2, God tells Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Arise. Now, therefore, arise. God is speaking that to all of us. Arise. He says, go over. Go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. And then he says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. We quote that. But there is, there is a criteria that we're to follow. You don't take your little carnal self and go tread on something. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. You become transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. You be engaged with his word. You be, be, be entangled with his spirit. You come into here in verse, verse six and seven and eight. You gotta be strong in this hour. You cannot let the word depart out of your mouth. Day and night, you are to meditate. You are to mull over truth. You are to mull over truth. You are to mull over who you are and who he is and what he's called you to do. That you are now engaged. You are enlisted in the army of God. That's your sole purpose in life. There is only one purpose. And I don't care what kind of a worldly assignment you have in terms of a, a job commitment. You do that unto the Lord. That's part of your assignment. But there is a moment where you have to know you represent the Lord Jesus Christ at all times and you're taking spiritual territory for his kingdom and you don't bow the knee to anything that's in the world you don't engage yourself with the affairs of the world but you take over and that's what he says here in, in verse in oh let's seven let's seven well let's do six be strong and of good courage of good courage today, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their father to give them. What an assignment. What an assignment. Do you know all of us in the body of Christ have, the, have this assignment? To bring many to the saving knowledge of Jesus. To demonstrate to them the good land, the good land that God has given them. To, to demonstrate to, to men the, the healing virtue of our master. To demonstrate to men the, 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 the wisdom of our God. To apportion, to dispatch life because we are now life givers in the spirit. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe. And look at this. We need to be strong and courageous to observe, to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, my servant commanded you. Do, do you know you got to be strong to heed to the word of God? 
No more weakness in you and I. No more all over the place sliding. I think, I don't think, I don't know, maybe so. No. Full persuasion. Full persuasion. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do. Observe to do. And I know, I know, some of you can even finish the verse. But are you observing to do? Because as long as you're wallowing in self-pity, how are you not going to make it? You're not observing to do. You're not. You're observing something else to do, but not the Word of God. You're observing the world. You may be observing your body. I'm getting old. No. Our youth is being renewed as the egos. No. No, it's just the beginning. No, it's not over. He says, be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commands you. Do not turn from it to the right hand to the left. Don't take another opinion. Don't take a differing um, way. Don't take a detour. Because the only way you prosper and wherever you go is where he leads you as you hold on to the word of God. As you hold on, you cleave to the word of God. You cleave to the word of God. Don't let it depart from your heart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it. As some translation, I think the Strong's actually, the Hebrew, they translate this as recite. That you shall meditate in it, meditate in it. I love, it's a meditate in it. You gotta be in it. And in it, you meditate it. You shall meditate in it. Marinate yourself in it. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. Oh, that's where the Holy Ghost comes in. To bring to remembrance. To bring to remembrance. For then you will, for then you will, for then you will, not he, God will, for then you will. How do you make your way successful? How, how do you, how do you know it's going to go well for you? Because you have inclined your heart to observe the word and not depart from it. To be a doer of the word of God, to meditate in it, to situate yourself in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. You can't be a partaker of the word of God and be afraid. And if fear is taunting you today, one thing you do, you forget what was, and you press, and you come back in here, and you meditate in this word. You situate in this word. You remember who your good, good father is. You sing him a song. Every 
praise is to our God. Every word of worship unto our God. You bless his holy name. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Wherever you go. And I believe we'll finish right here, right now. And we'll continue the theme of meditation next week. Amen. We are done.